This is uh, it's the first me wearing one of these, so it's exciting. It's always exciting to uh, do things for the first time. I, um, I've been thinking about um, what to share for a while now, actually, because um, Bob yeah, asked me probably a month and a half ago, I think, um, uh, to share this morning. And so I've been thinking about it for a while. Um, it's funny that Heather said that you know she was woken up at 2.30 in the middle of the night because um, I <laughs> last night had we had some friends over and stuff and I was you know I kind of knew what I was saying and um, I had kind of the backbone um, but I didn't really know what words were going to come out today so I didn't I didn't know I knew what I was talking about but I didn't know what I was going to say. Um, and yeah, it wasn't until this morning when I woke up and I was, I was like a little bit nervous last night because I'm like, I'm so calm that I don't know what I'm going to say. I'm, I'm very calm about this, um, which maybe that was God. Maybe he was just like, just wait, just wait and see. Um, so I really believe that what, um, what I'm going to share this morning is from God and I pray that um, you are encouraged this morning. Uh, I'm just going to pray and then we'll start. Uh, Father, thank you uh, for who you are. Lord, I just pray that this morning we would um, maybe learn something new about who you are or be reminded uh, about who you are to us, Lord. Um, Yeah, just uh, may you speak through the words that I use, Lord. Amen. All right, I'm going to open your Bibles to Ephesians 1 this morning. You're going to need your Bible. I might need my phone because I'm a young person and I read the Bible off my phone, (laughs) apparently. (laughs) No, the version I want to use is on my phone, so it's all good. All right, Uh, so Ephesians 1, we're going to start right at the beginning. Uh, A few things I want you to think about as we're reading through the first time um, is there's kind of three three sections uh, to this chapter of Ephesians. Um, the first uh, couple of verses uh, are just a greetings, which Paul often does when he uh, sends his letters to these churches. Uh, the second section is a poem, which goes right down to verse 14, and then the last bit is a prayer. So just something for you to keep in mind as you're reading um, with me. Uh, and Paul is also... Um, in prison at the time that he was writing this letter as well. So that's another thing to kind of keep in the back of your mind about um, what his experience was at the time of writing this letter as well. All right, let's go. I'm reading from NIV. Um, All right. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, to God's holy people in Ephesus, the faithful in Christ Jesus, Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ, for he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love he predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will. To the praise of his glorious grace, which he has freely given us in the one he loves. 
In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace that he lavished on us. With all wisdom and understanding, he made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in Christ to be put into effect when the times reach their fulfillment, to bring unity to all things in heaven and on earth under Christ. In him we are also chosen, having been predestined according to the plan of him who works out everything in conformity with the purpose of his will, in order that we who are the first to put our hope in Christ might be for the praise of his glory. And you also were included in Christ when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation, when you believed you were marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession to the praise of his glory. For this reason, ever since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all God's people, I have not stopped giving thanks to you, remembering you in my prayers. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people and his incomparably great power for us who believe. The power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms. Far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, and every name that is invoked, not only in the present age but also in the one to come, and God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be head over everything for the church, which is his body, the the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. Isn't that awesome? It's an awesome bit of scripture there. These uh, these verses, um, they lay out for us the whole story of the gospel. They uh, lay out what God's ultimate plan has been to restore all things to himself. And I love that the way he just... Um, in saying it, he talks about talks about God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, interwoven into what he's just said. And he talks about all these things and that we are blessed with these things through our faith. So we're just going to pick out some things from that. Um, in verse 4, it says we are chosen. We are cho- he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him. We are predestined for adoption into his family. So in love he predestined us for adoption to himself. Um, We have redemption in him through his blood. It's down in verse 7. We have forgiveness according to his grace, also in verse 7. And I just want you to notice in that section, so this bit we're talking about now is the poem. Paul writes a poem. And in that section from verse 3 right over to verse 14, 
I want you just to notice how many times he says the words in him or through him. There's quite a lot if you look through. Um, He talks about us being chosen in him. Um, In love, he predestined us for adoption through Jesus Christ. Uh, In him we have redemption through the blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses. Um, It's all in him. And I want us to grasp this morning and be reminded, because I know sometimes I need reminding, that there is nothing about us um, that gives us the right to be given these gifts. There's nothing in us that gives us the right to these things. It's all about Jesus. It's all about who he is and what he did on the cross. Um, and I think sometimes that's a that's a huge thing to grasp, that it's nothing about us. Like we, um, we can never be good enough, um, but he makes us that through his work. Um, that's quite amazing. Um, verse 10 uh, talks about right in the middle of that poem, which I find interesting. So he talks about who we are in him, who we are, who we are, the gifts that he's given us, um, through the things he's done. And then in verse 10, he talks about, but it's not just for us now, it's for, it's for what's to come too. It's for, um, it's for this plan of redemption that he's talking about playing out into eternity. He's talking about when God's ultimate plan brings everything to himself, to unite all things to himself, which I just think is awesome. Um, and then he continues through uh, verse uh, 12, 13, and he talks about, um, yeah, that we have this in- inheritance to come. And like John three sixteen says, um, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son so that whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. That's our inheritance to come, the eternity with God. Um, but now in where we are, we are sealed with the Holy Spirit. Um, so we have the power of Jesus in us as we walk um, through this world, this broken world. I um, I really love the way that um, God's heart has always been for restoration. As soon as the first sin happened, that his heart was always restoration. Every action that you see God do in the Old Testament right through um, the New Testament to Jesus, um, all the things before that, his heart was always restoration. Um, And then it obviously, in Jesus, that's the fulfillment of that, the complete fulfillment forever, for everyone, for always, Um, for you, for me. So in the light, I've just, yeah, I've got a couple of questions um, for us. Um, In the light of the truth of the gospel, um, our lives and our actions should um, take on fresh meaning. So we were once dead in sin, but now we're alive in Christ. And so there should be a really um, obvious transition there. And so my question is, do we live differently? Do we live differently? to before we were in the light? Do we live differently? Um, Yeah, to when we were sinning and um, 
following our own uh, flesh, do we live differently? Has the way we see the everyday, has it changed? As we choose to live in the light and the truth of his work, do we live differently? And I hope that we do. And I know um, for me, um, being in the job that I am here at church, it's, um, it's always on my mind that I need to be living uh, Christ because I have, um, you know, teenagers and kids looking up to me for guidance. And so um, if I'm not faithfully living Christ, um, then there's an issue there, you know. It's, um, so I'm really always, um, as we teach these young people, the ones coming up, um, what following Jesus looks like, um, we need to be really faithful in um, how we uh, present ourselves as followers of Jesus um, and how we love people and um, the words that we choose to use and um, the things that we choose to do with our time um, and, yeah, the way that we live our life um, out in the public and at home and everything. Um, that's really an important thing. And I think just um, on what Hev was saying before, I think... Um, this morning is really about remembering who he is and so allowing ourselves to sit in the reality um, of what Jesus has done for us on the cross um, and the way that he has, uh, yeah, he's changed us. Like we have the opportunity to grab onto Jesus and go, yeah, I want to live a life following you um, at whatever cost. Um, and I think reading out of Ephesians 1, when Paul, the writer, is sitting in prison, um, is a huge thing because he's, at whatever cost, he has followed Jesus. He has found himself in prison because of his beliefs. Um, and sometimes I ask myself, I'm like, would I, would I follow Jesus uh, to prison if he asked me to? Would I follow Jesus through um you know, losing someone close to me? Would I follow Jesus um, through uh, bullying at school? Would I follow Jesus through those um, hard conversations with colleagues where you just kind of want to fade into the background so you don't have to have the tough conversations? But would I follow Jesus through that stuff? Um, and I think that's a really big thing to reflect on. Um, and it's something that you have to, yeah, I think sit with Jesus and go um, and decide for yourself, um, yes, I will, or no, I wouldn't. Um, and, but there is so much inheritance for us and so, much, uh, so many blessings if we choose to uh, follow Jesus. Yeah, as we kind of finish up, I wanted to do something um, with that last bit uh, this morning. Um, and I wondered whether, because um, the last bit of that passage is a prayer that uh, Paul prays for the, uh, the church in Ephesus, and um, I wondered whether we uh, prayed this 
for each other and wondered whether we would, you know, pray this over ourselves and over it as a church um, to, um, to ask God that the spirit of wisdom and revelation would come on us, that um, we would have our hearts enlightened um, to what he's calling us to. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to put it up on the screen um, and all together we're just going to um, take a second uh, before we start. I just want you to sit and reflect on some of the questions that I've just asked and then we'll um, read this through together uh, in a moment. All right, from verse 15, all together, out loud. For this reason, ever since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, I have not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I pray also that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened, in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints, and his great power for us who believe, the power that like working in his mighty strength, which he exerted in Christ when he raised from the dead, and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms, far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, and every title that can be given, not only in the present age, but also in the one to come. And God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be head over everything for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who feels everything in every way. I, um, I pray that you are encouraged this morning to ask those questions of yourself. Um, I, yeah, it's a real privilege to share with you this morning and, um, yeah, just share a little bit of my uh Thoughts on Ephesians 1, and yeah, I just really hope that uh, yeah, God has spoken through those things. I'm just going to pray, and then I'll get Hev to come up. Lord, again, we just uh, thank you for who you are. We thank you that um, you made a way for us to live in the light, Lord. Uh, that we, if we choose to believe in you, Lord, are not in darkness anymore, uh, but we stand in the radiance of you. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you that um, you saw our brokenness and you saw that we needed uh, someone to save us, Lord. And I just, uh, we just really thank you for the work of Jesus on the cross uh, and the way he. Um, yeah, he made a way for us to live in relationship with you, Lord, and uh, yeah, that we have the power of the Holy Spirit with us in our everyday lives. Um, 
yeah, as a seal for the inheritance that is to come. I just, uh, yeah, thank you so much for who you are. In your name, amen.